Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome. This is Bit Friends, your vitiligo support group. We're located out of Boston, Massachusetts, and we're honored tonight to have Courtney with us from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We'd like to say to those that are listening to us on the Internet, those that are going to pick us up at a later date and time, we want to welcome all of you, and we thank you so much for supporting us, for following us, for your wonderful emails, and just sharing your, your story with us. And we are honored tonight to welcome, I'm so excited about this conversation, just having some this person tell us how it's been for them. And so I introduce to you now and have her say hello, Miss Courtney from Baton Rouge. Hello. Hi. Hi, Courtney. Hello, I'm glad to be here. I am glad to have you. And am I correct that you are from Baton Rouge? Yes, I'm born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yes, well, I'm so happy that we connected at some point or another on you I think you came onto our website and we we thank you for following us and and what we're doing yeah. so we were scheduled to do this on yesterday, and it didn't happen, so I'm glad we were able to yeah. reschedule and get you in here tonight. So tell us a little yes, about your vitiligo when it started. Tell us how old you were, if you care to tell us your story. Okay, um, well, I actually was diagnosed with vitiligo when I was about 11 or 12 years old. I was in the seventh grade, so I was in middle mm. school or junior high in some areas. Um, and I've had it now for about 14 years. It started wow. with, like, a little small white patch on my chin uh-huh. and on my hand. Uh-huh. And uh, my grandmother just happened to notice that it never went away, and I went to the dermatologist. And um, as soon as I walked into the office, that's what the dermatologist told my aunt. She was like, um, she has vitiligo. And so had you time, seen vitiligo honest, before? I'm sorry? Had you seen vitiligo before at all? Um, Before then, no. And if I had, I really didn't pay attention to it. I mm-hmm. had no idea what it was. What about um, my family? My only association, honestly, was with Michael Jackson, what people said about mm-hmm. him. So no family history for you? Um, well, yeah, we do have family history, but my, one of my aunts is on my mother's side, and uh-huh. it's one of her older sisters that has it. It's localized on her stomach, so she never mm-hmm. showed it, never talked wow. about it, but she has it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. Now, in those early years, at 11, you said, you're saying, how was that? I mean, today, mm-hmm. teasing and bullying is so much in the news. How was that for you? Oh, yeah. During that time, it was it was very hard. Um, I did get a lot of teasing um, mm. and a lot of uh, bullying. Mostly, I got it probably when it was because when it was diagnosed, it wasn't that uh, noticeable yet. So probably when I entered high school in the ninth grade, that's when mm-hmm. it started and it fluctuated. Um, so it was a very difficult time for me. I was very withdrawn. Yeah. At certain yeah. points, you know. Yeah. Because so. at this point, Courtney, it was on your hands and where else? That the way people can uh, see it. it right now, where it's located? No, no, no. Back then, when you're going into high school. Oh. Um, back then it was located on my hand, and uh, uh-huh. it was located on my chin. Okay. And the way that it developed, it wasn't like large patches of white. Uh, 
just milky white skin. It was like little freckles. Okay. It came about. Okay. Yeah. So it was, and I I tried to hide it a lot. So I used to wear long jackets during all year round. <laughs> uh huh. We all did. Now, what about makeup? Mm-hmm. Did you start using in high school? Maybe any sort of makeup to cover your face? <laughs> Yes, I actually hated wearing makeup. I tried Dermablend. Um, it mm-hmm. didn't do so well for me because I was really kind of active and the constant sweating and applying, I wasn't privy to that then. I didn't really know how to do it as a young girl, so mm-hmm. I didn't like it, but I did use it. Okay, okay. And what sort of treatments, do you remember any of the treatments, and did any treatment given you, did anything work? Um, well, when I was first diagnosed, my family did opt to use uh, a lot of the protopic options that they have to try to mm-hmm. regain pigmentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a lot of, um, at first, it worked really well. And I had one year when I was completely without spots. And then the next year, I was doing the same thing, using the cream. It came back full effect. And ever since wow. then, probably my 11th grade year, um, it's completely, I'm, I mean, I'm now pretty much, Depigmented, so. Wow. What yeah. so you? What percentage are you depigmented de- right now? Um, I would say probably about ninety five percent. Wow. Because the areas that I do have pigment on are coverable. Um, okay. And you okay. really can't tell unless I wear a dress out or something. Now has um, vitiligo as a young person, high school age, dating age. Was that a hindrance in any way for you? Um, no, it has not been actually. Okay. I've I've had several boyfriends, um, and I guess I just went through the normal ups and downs of a relationship. I had long term relationships actually um, early on when I was diagnosed, and I choose now not to date because of school situations. But right, mostly right. just being a confident person, I tend to draw people towards me. I guess, and I haven't okay. really had a problem. Okay, so the vitiligo hasn't hindered you at all. That's wonderful. Now, let me just tell our listening audience, if you're out there and you would like to come in and talk to us, have a, be a part of this conversation, our guest tonight is Courtney from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and you can come in and ask any questions or just share your bit of your story with us. Uh, we are at 805-285-9710. And, again, we're delighted to have Courtney. We wanted to do this for some time. Courtney, you um, signed up and said that you wanted to be uh, to be a part of what we're doing with this Vitiligo support group and have um, said that you would take on the role of a state rep. Has there been any connections made in Louisiana, at least with uh, through you, uh, to sort of formulate a group there at all yet, and how is that going? Um, yes, I have been trying to get a group started. I'm actually seeing a little bit of resistance. Um, mm-hmm. I've connected with some people, um, mm-hmm. and usually the people that I've connected with, they're older. Um, I only know of one male, and most of the the rest of them are women. Okay. Um, okay. But people's schedules are really hectic, so I'm trying to work with them and get at least one day this summer, actually, so that we can kind of just meet for the first time. Okay. Okay. So, well, uh, for anyone out there interested in being a state rep for this vitiligo support group, 
what the state web does is to be a support to this, an arm to this group, and start a group in your city, your town, that we can help you be a support to and hopefully come out there and visit with you and, of course, get you to come to our yes. conference and to see what we're doing. So, Courtney, are you making any plans to come? Well, I know, I'm sorry, you did answer that question when you said yes. about school. You're unable to come this year yeah. because of school, so we're going to hold you to next year when we're hoping yes. to be in Hartford or New York City. So we'll hold you to oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Now, you said you... What is there any questions that you have for me? Because I'm doing so much of the talk, and I'd love to hear what you have for me. Um, well, I just wanted to know in your area, um, have you made a lot of contact with people that have it and are living with it? And what are their age ranges? Do you find it's an older crowd or kind of varying? It it varies, and let me tell you, when for me, my desire for starting and the purpose for starting Vit Friends is because when I was first diagnosed in 2001, there were, I believe, one support group at Massachusetts General Hospital, and my dermatologist said, you know, connect with them, go there and whatever, and I hesitated for some time. And the day I decided to make the phone call and make my way down to, to this dermatology and to connect with these people, the doctor that was leading that group passed away. They oh, ended wow. my connection. Oh, yeah. So I started Googling wow. and Googling and come upon v- VSI, Vitiligo Support International. They're based out of California. Mm-hmm. And I connected myself yeah. that way and started Googling, and I said I had to do something. And finding that, yeah. you know, things are far away from me, I said, listen, I'm going to put all I can into starting something in this area. The only the major resistance that I find is men. Men that I've encountered just will not come to anything that we have. But the women, we come together, we have such a good time of laughter and sharing and the camaraderie, the networking that happens is wonderful and age range it, it varies. Um we are hearing that some folks want to come this year and bring younger kids and that we've never had okay. before. So I don't know how that's going to play out. But we're hoping to have a good time this year. Let me put a plug for our conference. It's July 30th and July 31st here in Boston at the the Ramada Inn in Dorchester in combination with the Phillips Old Colony House, which is next door. And we're going to have dinner and dancing and a banquet in the evening. So, Courtney, for sure, you will be missing it and we'll be missing you. I That's know I want to be there. Yes. Now tell me, are you you doing any form of treatment today? Are you doing anything today? Um, well, currently just I just. You're done yeah, with currently it. I just uh, use a cream called hydroquinone. I believe it's pronounced. I may be mispronouncing it, but um, it's it basically just helps me control the brown spots that I have and keep that at okay. a minimum or completely take it away. Really. So that's that's pretty much all that I'm doing right now because mine advanced so much that I opted to use treatment to help sustain the color off of my body. And what's your take on on the use of sunblock? Because if you're um, using this other lotion, 
Yes. If you're I using this as a lotion, how thing. how you get the sunblock in there? Oh, you said what about lotion? I'm sorry. No, you you said that you're using this hydro whatever right now, but are you using that yeah. in combination with some sunblock? Um, yeah, I am using it together, but not really at the same time period. I usually apply the medicated uh, hydroquinone to my skin in the morning and at night after I take a shower. Um, oh, so okay. that kind of is absorbed in my skin. And before I go out, probably 30 minutes before I go out to my class or to work, I apply the sunblock, which happens to be by Neutrogena, and the SPF okay. is 100 and 110. So would you say today, what what is, for you, how are you coping with vitiligo today, today, right now? How how do you think you're coping with it? Do you just say, hey, uh, I, that's it? I think that I'm coping with it um, pretty well right now due to the outreach groups that I've joined, the one on Facebook, the group I've joined with yours. Um, mm-hmm. I've connected with people and exchanged phone numbers who have and who's had vitiligo for a long time, and we talk. Mm-hmm. Um Personally, I exercise. I keep positive thinking at hand. Good. Um, Good. I, I, I do. I focus a lot on working out right now because that's an aspect of my life I can control and eating right. So that's yeah. pretty much a big thing for me right now. Um, and prayer. I'm, yeah. I was raised in church, and that is pretty much my cornerstone with any problem yeah. I have. And this is yeah. just something I cannot control. So I have given that part of it up. Yeah. Let it go. Give it to God. How yeah. so. how would you say that vitiligo has changed you? Do you think it has changed you at all as a person? Um, I think that it has caused me to be a little bit more compassionate than I was when it first started. Um, mm. And I look at other people at, on different layers. I don't just look at them from what they're showing me. I know that there can be different layers to them. And it, it, yes. it, that intrigues me. Yes, so. yes. Now, I, I tend to ask this question because, you know, whether you're with VitBond or with VSI or with Vitiligo Support, the the key word is support. And I yes. know for me, my support system was my husband and my okay. children and my church. Mm-hmm. What For you, what has been your greatest support system through dealing with Vitiligo? Uh-huh. It would have been my family, my mother, my aunt, and my grandmother were my three key cornerstone people as a child. Yeah. And until I lost my mother and my grandmother, they were there. And I've had a great um, friend circle, about five yeah. friends that have maintained my friendship since middle school and have been there currently to this day. Um, and God, as I said before, that those three yeah. areas are what keeps yeah. me. Well, if you're out there tonight, I'm having a wonderful conversation. If you don't know it, you better get to know it. I'm having a wonderful conversation with Courtney out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And if you'd like to step on in this conversation, join us at 805-285-9710. Again, 805-285-9710. Join our conversation. Um Courtney, I know for me personally, when I was first diagnosed, there was an element of depression. Honestly, we're human, mm-hmm. and so, what for you? Any any mm-hmm. sort of depression? Depression from your first onset. Um, well, I know you were pretty young, but yeah. 
Were you depressed at all? Uh, yeah, I did have depressing moments. Um, yeah. Because I was at a very dynamic part of my life. I was going into adolescence and puberty, and you go through that trying to find out who you are. Um, everything, see, everybody seems to be looking at you anyway when you're a teenager. You know, right. so that was just a compound issue that I was having. But um, I did have elements and, and, and periods of depression, and like I said, my family and God, though, they talked me through it. Um, they identified with me, and they really knew me to the point that if I was really quiet or if I, you know, if something, they can tell when something was wrong with me, and I'd be able to talk about it. And it was just yeah. reinforced to me that this disorder is not something that I caused to myself. Right. You know, and it was explained to me early on, people will view me differently. All You know, who I may come in contact with, they do not know out of pure ignorance. You right. know, not necessarily bad things. They just don't know because it was very early on and not that many people, to my knowledge at the time, were diagnosed with it. Right. Um, so, so having them reinforce that and be there for me really helped. But I did have those moments of depression, and I think um, my seeking counsel, because I did talk to counselors in school, yeah really helps to focus in on other things and just get a lie go. You know, sometimes yeah. we get centered on the vain cosmetic issue of it, and that part of it we should be able to deal with because it's something that we can't help and it's more to us than just get a lie go. Oh, absolutely. And it really helped me. We're you know, most, it really helped me put more it back into the balance. Skin. There is more to us yeah. than, than the skin, for sure. How angry did exactly. you get? Because there was this period when there was all this talk about Michael Jackson and him wanting to to change from one thing to another. How I got angry. What? Well, how about you? <laughs> um, with the talk of we Michael Jackson, we don't change ourselves. This is something that has come upon us, and until people can yeah. realize and understand, that's that's why it's all about awareness. Getting the word out that we didn't do this to ourselves. We don't want to be white. Right. It is something that has come upon right. us. And, and, so I and got that angry. is. That is, I, and I do get angry. I, I used to get angry with it um, because I used to feel like, and I used, and I came from a very um, low socioeconomic background, um, yeah. and it was populated with a lot of uh, African American people, my counterparts, and I got a lot of that negativity. Oh, you want to be yeah. white? You bleach oh, your yeah. skin, and it directly connected me with Michael Jackson, and that hurt. But then yeah. it helped me to identify just the level of, of understanding and comprehension until it happens to you or you know somebody that deals with it, mm-hmm. people can be very rude and and harmful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. I, I do get angry a little bit about that, but I try to explain. And if I, I, I try to read the person because sometimes yeah. you have people that just won't get it. They just won't get it. And I, don't, I, I can't stop and explain to that person. But to someone who's interested and wants to have that conversation, I go You'll all tell out. Them. Yeah. 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 Well, I have 10 minutes left with my guest tonight. She is Courtney Simons out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, you know, just to hear from a, a younger person's perspective um, is what we're hoping to do at our conference. This this year we're having a young woman, a college student out of um, Brooklyn, New York, that's going to come and, and be a part of our uh, conference this year as one of our speakers speaking from a youthful perspective and so I'm hoping that oh, we'll have wow. some of this conference um taped to get it into your hand as well. But um please join us if you will at eight oh five two eight five nine seven one zero. If you cannot join us we hope that you're listening live. Um whether you're in Italy tonight, 
Anthony's in Italy. If you're in California, where Tony is tonight. If you're in Jamaica, where we have some friends. If you're in North Carolina, Maryland, where we have some folks. We are honored to have you being a part of this conversation. And we're hoping as as time goes on to interview and just have a dialogue with as many of you as we can. In the last couple of minutes that we have, Courtney, here's a question I have for you. As we just talked about people dealing with depression, if someone's listening tonight that was just diagnosed with vitiligo, what would you say to that person? Because you know how you felt. Uh, Well, you were 11. You were pretty young. I know how I felt. At, at, at an older as an older person uh, to be diagnosed, you know I've lived my twenties and th- thinking I was just too fine, and yeah. boom, this thing coming upon me, depression. Somebody tonight that is diagnosed with vitiligo and maybe feeling in, at a low place. What would you tell them? How can you talk to them today? Tell them something. Um, well, I would just tell you that you were, first of all, first and foremost, you are not alone. And there are people no. out here that you can talk to and connect with on every level of it alive. Mm. Whether you're starting, you have it all over, half and half, or completely depicted, and you just need someone to talk to. There are so many support groups that you can connect with online and just mm. talk and learn and get information. Um, and then secondly, I just would say whatever your faith is, find mm. your niche in it and use it because that it. is your strength. That's it. That is your strength. Well, you know, there's, I shared a scripture the other night, and um, it's it's one of um, the psalmist David and him, this great writer of the Psalms, mm-hmm. and he writes about being fearfully and wonderfully yes. made. So if someone's diagnosed tonight, yeah, we're fearfully That's and wonderfully made. Because what folks are seeing is just the outside shell. That's not really me. Me, I'm on the Uh inside of this thing. And so if someone's out there tonight, my name is Valerie. I'm the host of Bit Friends. I'm the president and CEO, and my friend tonight is Courtney Simons out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And if there's one thing we want to drop into your spirit tonight, it's for you to know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So do not let vitiligo get you down. Don't do it. Don't let it happen. Courtney, if you had one last thing to say to somebody out here tonight, I'm giving you the last word. Okay. Um, I just, I appreciate being here and if you you guys are out there and you connect with the show, please contact one of us and talk to us so we can get a dialogue going and and get you where you need to go to understand if it does not have to control you. Nope. It doesn't have to control what you do in life. Mm. You can, you can control go to college. It. You know, you have. You can do so many things. Mm. Yes. Well, Courtney, I thank you. I, I am so delighted, and oh, wish thank you. that we had more time than just thirty minutes. But that will happen at another later date and time. Um, we shows cost money, and we're within a window yes. that we can do it in thirty minutes at no charge, and we're going to use as much of it as we can. But I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from myself and from the entire team. Uh, we want to say thank you for coming on tonight. They, my guys are listening, and we are just honored that you would say yes to being a part of our show. Spread the word in your hometown. Oh, Continue doing it. 
And don't let's not be discouraged. Girl, I'm discouraged when I see no man wanting to come. But you know what? I can't do that. I have to keep keep this thing going. So I appreciate yes. people like you and others that makes it worthwhile by joining with us and partnering with us and hope one day we all can get on a cruise ship and just sail out and laugh somewhere. But I want to say yes. I love you tonight, and I thank you so much for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I see this tonight again from all of us here at Bit Friends. Courtney, we thank you and we love you and God bless you. Thank you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, what an honor, what a privilege to have a wonderful conversation, just sharing of herself and sharing her story of how she's lived and dealt and coped with this thing called vitiligo. Courtney Simons, our guest tonight, is out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so if you're in that neck of the woods, connect with Courtney through this group. You can write to us at bitfriends01 at AOL.com. Again, bitfriends01 at AOL.com. Listen, follow us on the website, www.bitfriends.com, where you'll find all the information about our upcoming conference, July 30th, July 31st. Uh, we will have a, doctor, a dermatologist from the Brigham and Women's Hospital. We'll have city councilmen from Boston, Mass. We're having so many wonderful little things in our program and in our conference this year that you don't want to miss it. So get involved. See what we're doing. Let's bring some awareness to this condition that we're not lepers. We're not disgusting. We're not any of that. We are fearfully and we're wonderfully made. God loves us. He loves you. And spread the word that we're here to stay. This is Valerie leaving you tonight, wishing you God's very best. Bye-bye.